This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, everybody? You got Aaron and Stanger here. And before we start today's episode, we want to talk to you about a great sponsor we have for the show called Truebill. Did you know that a business does not have to let you know when they renew a subscription for a pay service? They don't have to. They don't have to let you know. That's um, insane to me. That is insane to me. It seems like a scam. Kind of is. Yeah. I think that stuff goes on out there uh, to where, you know, you sign up for a free trial. Uh, you don't pay attention or maybe even you do. Maybe you do look at it and you're like, okay, I got 30 days and then I'll handle this. And then you just forget. They don't have to say, hey, we're going to, what they should do is just say, hey, we're going to start this now. Yes or no. Do you want it? And you should be able to do no. They don't do that. It's real sneaky. It just starts. They just start running the meter and you don't even know they're doing it. And then all of a sudden you got these charges coming at you and then you're like, Hey, I want to cancel. And then trying to cancel is like impossible. It's like uh, trying to find the 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 font is so tiny. It's probably italicized and it's probably at the very bottom of the email big time. And that's not even the end of it. Nope. You got to go deeper and deeper and further and further into this cavern it's a labyrinth, labyrinthian. Uh, look, that's why we're talking to you guys about Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. I can definitely relate to the forgot about part of this equation. Yeah. Okay, so on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. That's the average. You might be one of those jokers that got taken for lots more rides than that. So get in there and figure it out. I felt like you're looking at me when you said that, and you're not wrong for doing it, Aaron. (laughs) Because guess what? I'm a damn fool, and I have made countless CEOs rich by just forgetting being too dumb, uh, being absent, absent minded. Um, you know, they, true bill was telling us about, uh, this guy whose ex was on his Netflix account. Didn't realize it. She's out there using it, streaming all kinds of shows, streaming, selling sunset on this guy's dime. And they had long since broken up long. And he, this guy had a wife and a kid a family thing or just say it's your story. Like you don't have to say true is, bill sent this your way. It's it's, it's yours. You could admit it. Is here it cheating? Safety. I'm sugaring for this person. I'm sugaring <laughs> <laughs> for this lady. I'm not getting anything out of this, but she's, yeah. you know, just collecting, uh, you know, on this Netflix subscription on my dime watching yeah. selling sunset. Good. Hey, grief. can't blame her. Honestly, can't blame her. Uh, Truebill makes it incredibly simple to find these charges that are happening, identify them, and cancel them. All you have to do is link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash dumbbells. Go right now, Truebill.com slash dumbbells. It could save you thousands a year truebill.com slash dumbbells let's start this episode this is aaron mcgowan certified personal trainer and new instant pot owner this is ryan stanger certified personal trainer and never instant pot owner 
And you found us a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes information. Um, we, all, we also are the dumbbells. Uh, what did I say? I didn't say that. You found you found us. We're a comedy fitness podcast. <laughs> but you know what? It's good. It's good. It's, I didn't. <laughs> it is it. good. I, it didn't, you know I, we're we're uh, we're still praying about this intro. We're working ourselves through it, and uh, we're gonna get there, everybody. And I don't like necessarily doing a direct commentary on your thing. But oh yeah, yeah. But um, I've never owned one. I kind of want one. I'm curious to hear how yours is going to go. Oh, I, I do. The reason I bring it up is because we definitely tried it, and it was a huge failure. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a mess. I think I, I burned my thumb. I don't know. Ooh. I've heard so many good things about these, so I, you know, I, I was excited, and... And I'd love to hear, like, I should have looked up stuff on YouTube beforehand. Uh, There seems to be a whole community of people that are enthusiasts about it. A word we use a lot on the show, enthusiast. Um, (laughs) uh, Really quick. So this is a big, bad question episode. We have tons of questions from you guys. We need to pay that off. There's probably too many for us to get to, but we will do our best and we'll just kind of go until the clock runs out. Um, And then any we don't get to, we'll carry over if they're good. If they suck uh, in a non-funny way, they'll never be read. Um, but that's just us kind of protecting you guys. Uh, but I want to know a little bit more about this insta- instant pot debacle. I think we had Tony Charlene, Tony Ramos on, Tony Charlene Ramos on, and we were talking about them. And we, I kept saying Instapot, and somebody corrected us and said, it's Instant Pot, you fucking idiot. Oh, like, well, the, oh. I feel like the, the, the font leads you to believe it's Insta pot. It's, we got Instagram now. I mean, it's just right. kind of like if I'm, if I'm instant pot, I'm like, all right, Insta- you're a nerd. <laughs> it's also like Instagram came out. Like, let's just, let's go with it. You know, they did it. They figured out yeah. how to kind of shorten it in a fun way. Let's just yeah. capitalize on their fucking success. They ain't going it's- anywhere. Instapot, Instapot, Instant Pot. Yeah, I agree. Instapot, all the way. Let's call the let's call the feds. Yeah. I okay. So so what Jason, is- Jason was um, Jason has been recovering and uh, he has started taking on dinners again. That has been a really big help for me because I'm like still usually working around dinner time. So. Okay. So, and he's, you, and uh, you his brother, a, you expect a hot meal when you're done from your day. Right. right. <laughs> it's really sad to come home and then have to cook, which I understand I, I, lots of is. people do. And they're warriors. <laughs> I understand why people order out like dinner. Cause you're just done and ready to just go night, night. Um, and so, so Jason was, we had like, we got this instant pot for Christmas from Chris, uh, Jason's brother. And we, <laughs> we were like, you know what? It's been sitting on the freaking counter. Let's use it. Finally figure out how to use it. So we just did this like very basic chicken thigh recipe. It was, it was simple. Um, but Jason was like kind of. He was like on his own and, and was hearing a lot of sounds that are worrisome. So, so I went in to check on him and there was like two different lids for an instant pot. Okay, cool. We had the other one was put away somewhere, but I guess that's the one we needed. Mm. So we put that one on 
and we figured out how to finally get that one on. And then we couldn't get it off when the chicken was like supposed to be done. But there's a vent. There's like a little like twist thing that, that lets the steam out. And I had no idea. I've never done this before. And I just twisted it and just fucking the hottest steam of my life. Like gave me the worst facial in the world. I had like a burnt thumb or some shit, right? (laughs) It was, and it, it was shocking. It was awful shocking. And then, so we kind of realized like, you know, stand back when you use the vent and and the chicken was definitely overcooked. Like it was, it was fine. But after hearing people's like, like stories of how awesome they are, I was like, this was, this was lackluster at best. So, um, that, but we've only tried it once. We will do more research before we try it again. But also like we have a stove and a little convection oven with no research required. So I don't know. I don't know. The jury's out. Yeah, tricky. Um, what if there was a a video store that only had shitty videos called Lackluster? <laughs> I bet they would do instead of Blockbuster. Yeah, I bet they would do good novelty <laughs> business. Um, yeah, it's like oh wow, I can go here and get um, uh, Transmorphers, like that weird knockoff <laughs> of Transmorphers. Um, <laughs> Like the Dr. Like the Dr. Thunder version of Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It's like that, but for movies. Ooh, Dr. Thunder. I'd drink the shit out of that. <laughs> I uh, think it's because it gave you thunder, you know. It gave in you your the shits? insides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You never knew that about Dr. Pepper. It was like prune juice something, and it like yeah, makes I you mean, shit I, more. Yeah, but I mean, it ain't... It ain't um, prune juice anymore. I mean, they ain't. Oh, I'm sure not anymore. They yeah, ain't, they ain't over there at the factory fucking juicing prunes. They're you know, <laughs> some chemist is whipping up the 23 different flavors or whatever it is supposedly, <laughs> or 17 flavors or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, you're um, thinking 23 and me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got yeah the genetic thing. There's and some number. Dr. Yeah. Pepper. Um. So okay. So instant pot. Um. It's. So you're using a bone-in chicken thigh. We were doing boneless, you're boneless, doing skinless chicken thighs boneless, that night. Skinless, and that was that was what the recipe called for. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so normally they don't take that long to cook anyway. How much time is cutting out using the instant pot? Are you doing it like in two minutes or some shit? Well, so I think that was Sorry what we did so wrong. I'm, I'm swearing a lot. No, I know it's kind of fun. Um, I. Um, I, I think it was supposed to be like seven minutes. Um, but because of all of the lid debacle, it, it it was in there too long. So I think like normally chicken thighs, what's like 20 minutes at 400 or whatever, 425. It was like seven. Yeah. So I guess once you get the, once you get it down, you're using the right lid, you know, not to burn yourself from the the hot (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was so bad. I guess it's just a little bit of, uh, you know, getting trial and error. Trial and error. Yeah. That's that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Basically the thing I've heard the most and from one of my clients, even she says that she uses it because you can just put like a fry or a fry. (laughs) You can put a, um, a like frozen piece of wow. like salmon in there and it's like done really fast. Done you don't have to dethaw and stuff. Yeah. So I have a piece of, of frozen salmon that I've like saved for this moment. Cool. So I will, hopefully I'll report back. Okay. So that's, we have that to look forward to. Yeah. 
Yeah, everybody. And if you have any tips for making this process easy, please tell me because I will listen. Yeah, there is a there was like uh they used to be really dangerous, those instant pots. Um well, maybe they still are. <laughs> they're, they, they they are. They're not. They're not a hundred percent. You know, like no brainer safe. But they're they yeah. they've significantly improved the safety. Obviously, but they were called. They were like pressure cookers, and they'd fucking blow up and blow people's <laughs> apartments up and blow pots into the people's faces and stuff. Uh, yeah, I feel like I experienced a tiny yeah. segment of that. A little bit of the power of what's possible. yes. Yeah, it was very. It took my breath away. Here's my issue with them. I don't like, I like cooking on a grill or a Traeger because I yeah. feel like the cleanup is easier. Yes. I mean, oh this, my this, gosh. You gotta, like, disassemble it. You got to get yes. it in there. You got to yes. scrub it all out. I don't want to be doing that whole, like I, I oftentimes will grill my stuff in the Traeger and then move it right into my salad bowl, which I eat out of like a giant, crazy, huge salad bowl. Um, <laughs> and then I just wash that whole thing. So I'm not even I don't even have my protein on a plate like I'm on. I'm just putting it right into my salad. I mean, yeah. the salad is like gorilla sized. It's crazy. Huge. I'll take <laughs> Believe a pic- it. I'll take a picture for you sometime. OK, yeah, please. Yeah, uh, I would. I would love to see it. I love seeing kind of like like my old boss, he was like really fit and he would just eat, he would just eat spinach raw out of the container you get from the store. Yeah. And he would just handfuls of spinach. And I was like, all right, this is yeah. like, this is the, the peak behind the curtain of, <laughs> of, of people in shape. There's no rules and all the rules. Yeah. Um, how's the aura ring going? Aura ring's going pretty good. Uh, it's, I'm still kind of figuring out some stuff, you know, you, once you're like, once you've had it at two weeks or something like that, or a little over two weeks, then you get some improved metrics because you have a baseline for it to go off of. And so we're still compiling some data. I got to be getting close to that if I'm not already there. And then, um, it, uh, it's getting better at picking up my workouts. You can always add a workout in. So if it doesn't intuit that you worked out based on a change in, you know, your heart rate or something, you can always just add like from this time to this time. And this is what I was doing. Um, and then it'll kind of adjust the numbers on your calories burned or whatever. And so I, I need to get better about doing that. Cause I think the more I do that, it'll be better. Cause sometimes it'll miss if I do like a really light cycling kind of deload workout, it'll miss those. Yeah. And I want, credit for him. Um, you need so. the credit. I mean, that it's why you're wearing it. Yes. So I need to get more disciplined about making sure I always add those, but I, I will say, you know, in somebody that's kind of set in their ways, not in a bad racist way. Uh, in a routine, <laughs> okay. We'll find, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, progressive and woke, um, but in a, uh, in an exercise way to where it's like, I kind of know what I'm doing. I stick to it. I know where I need to improve or where I could maybe, you know, uh, relax a little bit, whatever. I have found that adding the extra amount of measuring from using a wearable, uh, that it does make me think like, Oh, I guess I could stretch the walk out a little bit with a pup tonight to kind of, uh, improve what I did yesterday or get a little bit beyond this, um, activity score or whatever, you know, whatever it is. So it does, 
it does start to work on me a little bit to where it's like, oh yeah, I guess, you know, even if I do feel pretty good about what I did from an activity standpoint, just having it in front of me and seeing that I'm close to, you know, jumping over to another little milestone for the day, I I tend to kind of do it. Like it does work on me. I remember you telling me about, you know, wanting to like get extra steps in or pacing back and forth in your hotel room to kind of get yes. that, whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. It does. Yeah. In a kind of, in a, in a fun way, I found it. I don't feel a prisoner. I don't feel like I'm a prisoner to it or anything. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. On my wedding day when I was trying to get a step, my, yes. my measurements. Yeah. 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 It is definitely, I, I understand what you're saying and it, it, it gets me like, cause once you've been doing it, like I've had my Apple watch for like four years and so it's pretty used to what I do. So by like eight fifteen AM, if I haven't done my workout, it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, please shut up. Give me a, give me a second. Yeah. So I have had to kind of, whoa, uh, down. you're sitting a lot today, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm on a plane. What do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. Pace back and forth. All right, let's yeah. do it. So yeah, it's, it is a, it's a little, it's in the beginning. It's fun. Cause you get to like build it up. Yeah. And then it's year two when it's not fun and your and your aura ring is like you used to try harder. What happened? <laughs> You're getting old, dude. Was <laughs> yeah. it just being old? And I'm like, hey, you're gonna be a gen four out pretty soon, gen three, so don't judge That's right. me. Um, I, I would like, I thought about starting to wear my Apple watch at night because I do think it would be interesting to see the sleep stuff. Yeah. Sleep stuff. So I've been, thought about that. Sleep stuff's been good. I've actually improved a lot since um since i was testing it before with um i experimented before i've said on the show with the fitbit mm-hmm. like watch or whatever um but it's definitely improved a lot like my i'm sleeping more through the night and i'm getting more deep sleep and rem sleep if you believe that it can accurately track that who knows sure um, i mean i i guess at a certain point i'll be able to tell if i'm if i'm improving just based on you know, whatever scores I'm getting through the aura ring, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like I, once I, I'll, I'll know whether it's an accurate baseline or not, I'll, I'll know that like, well, based on whatever bullshit numbers are giving me, I can chart some level of improvement. And so my issue is I, it does like me, to, it wants me to go to bed earlier. I'll kind of <laughs> stretch it out a little bit sometimes. <laughs> what time does it want you to go to bed? I think it would, would prefer if I went to bed between, 11 and 1130. And sometimes it'll like eat into midnight, you know, if I'm reading or something. Yeah. Uh, You know, you get a good book. (laughs) (laughs) Tough to put that thing down sometimes. I've been doing audio books because I'm just, uh, it's hard for me to, to sit still long enough to read with the dogs and stuff that that's good. Then you can like, while you're running errands or, uh, cooking or doing chores or walking the dogs, what are you listening to? Oh, I just finished The Body Keeps the Score, hmm. and it's an intense book, boy, um, but it's good for like, it's good to be in your ears. I don't know that I could have read it, because it, I told my therapist I was reading it, and she went, whoa, <laughs> so she's like, it's like a, it's like a dense for a person trying to be a therapist book. So it's, but it's really helpful for kind of understanding trauma. I think that's why I wanted to read it just in case I had any underlying hiding trauma and stuff that I hadn't dealt with yet. So next I'm reading, cause I just want to really keep going on this train is the uh, Oprah book. That's um, 
what happened to you. And it talks about trauma. I think it might be a little easier of a, of a, of a read, if you will. A little more but, accessible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm just, I barely started it, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm into next. But after this, I'm going to Matthew McConaughey's book that because I've been told he reads it and I'm, I would love to listen to that. Yeah. I read, I, I, or I listened to it rather. Yeah. You did? Is it yeah. him? It's for sure him. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. That's I would, I'm like, that would be so fun to just hear him talk to me for what, eight hours. So yeah, it's, it's cool. It's some of it seemed like bullshit to me, but there's, you know, and it's him kind of philosophizing and stuff, which is kind of funny and fun. I like him a lot. So yeah, but some of it's kind of like, I just want to hear some stories about, you know, on set with Woody Harrelson or something. I don't know if I need to hear about <laughs> right. you. There I was in Costa Rica, man, and I challenged the guy in this tribe to a fight. We became friends and shared tequila. Like, <laughs> Buy my tequila. Yeah. Um, That's when baby Levi started drinking a little horchata. <laughs> yeah, just keep living. Uh, just right, keep, does he say, all right, all right, all right, over and over? I, he has a whole thing about that, how that came to okay, be. And, cool. Uh, you know. Which again, I think he's good at kind of self mythologizing stuff. But that's fine. I mean, I think he's he's relentlessly him, and so uh, I can respect that. I mean, you you buy this Matthew McConaughey memoir audio book, you get it. It's it's yeah. him. Very nice. <laughs> I've, I've also been reading the Will Smith memoir or book or whatever that also just came out, but it's like, I think I'm having a hard time sticking with it because I want him to get into the, the hot goss earlier. Yeah. Um, but right now he's just like talking about how he like came through like the, Philadelphia. the hip hop scene, uh, yeah. with his DJ, which is really fun too, but Jazzy I'm like, Jeff. all right, let's yes. Yeah. <laughs> So let's, I'm like, let's get to it. Are you in an open marriage? I want to know. Yeah. So that's what I want to get to, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. He's, um, he's an enigma for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch King Richard? No, but we actually just got a screener for that. And I thought all screeners were dead is what I thought, but we just got a DVD screener. Is it, of, isn't it on HBO it. max? You guys don't have HBO. No, max? It, it was, but it went away. Oh That's, shit. That dumb. It's like so dumb to me, but I'm sure there's some reason for money, but it's like, it was only out for like a month. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. That went away. It will you- come back probably forever, but it's like, haha, you didn't see it. You're slow. I'm going to give, I was going to give you my HBO uh, login if you wanted it. No, no, no. We're, we're like so wealthy. Like we have like HBO mm. max and like we pay for it. And like people like have offered us like their passwords and stuff, but we just like uh, keep uh, saying no, 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 you know, but maybe don't next let year hit True me up. Bill hear this. <laughs> I know. Right. Sponsor for the show today. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Should we, should we answer some folks questions? Do you have anything you want to start with? Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's see. Let's go to our, we're going to the Gmail. So if you guys have a question for us, something you maybe don't hear today or you'd like us to follow up on, you can reach us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. Uh, we also will take triumphant stories, brag stories, flex stories, check-in stories, frustration stories, um, gossip, celebrity gossip stories. Very interested in that. This is a, okay. Let's we'll we'll start with some Instagram questions before they disappear forever, and okay. then we'll go to Gmail. 
So yeah, that's another way to reach us at the dumbbells, all social media platforms, all the socials. Um, this is coming to us from Instagram. Yes. Okay. So we have, if you had to only have a full set of dumbbells or kettlebells, which would you choose? Uh, I, I, truly believe in the benefits and versatility of kettlebells. I think you can get so much bang for your buck in doing them. There's, there's a lot you can do as far as improving your overall, your overall baseline level of fitness. They're going to do that. Functional strength, proprioceptive awareness. Um, you can, in, you know, metabolic rate as far as, you know, increasing your metabolism. Uh, they're, they're really good for hormonally intelligent exercises that involve all your joints. That being said, I think <laughs> I would do dumbbells just because I would it's use the name it. of our podcast. <laughs> number one, name of our podcast. <laughs> number uh, one. Yeah. And number two, I would just use them more. Um, I go through like f- fits and spurts with, uh, kettlebells to where I'm using them a lot. Um, and you know, incorporating them a lot and then I'll kind of like bail off because they're, they're harder. I mean, there's a little, there's a little bit more for me, like a little more brain power involved when I have to use them versus dumbbells where I'm just like, okay, I can bang out some presses, some rows, some, uh, you know, some lunges, some squats, you know, all this kind of stuff, as opposed to, you know, just the little bit extra that you have to do with dumbbells with kettlebells. You can do all the same thing with those kettlebells. It's just a little bit, a little bit more to undertake. And so I, I think if I, the, the question was a full set, I you know, for my home gym, I would probably do a full set of dumbbells and then just a few kind of kettlebells for different things. Um, that being, but acknowledging that it might be the wrong choice or the wrong advice to give because of if you can make kettlebells work for you and, and get familiar with them and comfortable with them and using them all the time for everything, probably be more fit than I am. Um, but that's my, uh, that's my two cents on that. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I would say I'm in a similar, I'm in a similar boat. I like kettlebells very much, but I would say there are some things that kettlebells are a little more challenging to do. Like of your basic, like I think, cause I actually have a client that like, um, has a 30 pound kettlebell and I have a 30 pound kettlebell. We're, we're over zoom. So like, sometimes I just like practice, like, okay, what am I about to make this person do? Like, because with the dumbbell it's divided, the weight is divided differently. Yeah. A kettlebell is like, it's a purse. Like it feels like you're holding a purse of 30 pounds instead of if you have a 30 pound dumbbell, you have, it's a little bit on one side, a little bit on the other then the handle in the middle. So you can like hold it like a goblet or something. So it is all kind of in that, but it's just not the same feeling. A 30 pound dumbbell doesn't feel like a 30 pound kettlebell. Um, so it's just, it is different. You can do like kettlebell swings with dumbbells. You can do a Turkish get up with dumbbells. Like I would say dumbbells to me carries over into the kettlebell world more than the kettlebell world can translate into the dumbbell world. Does that make sense? Well, it does. It, it, what you're saying absolutely does make sense, but I think people would argue you can use the kettlebell for all the dumbbell stuff. And it just, you embrace the challenge of it. And then that'll improve, which I was saying, like I get, but at the same time, you know, 
it, what are you going to do? You got to do what you're going to do. So if you have like this big rack of kettlebells that you never use, cause you're like, you know what? I don't even want to figure out how I'm going to round yeah. ball this. How am I going to round ball this thing? <laughs> it's just like kettlebells, like hit the back of my hand when I'm doing like, if I try to do a bicep curl with one kettlebell, it's just like, I don't know. It's it. I would pick dumbbells as well. Same. Okay. It's a great, it's actually a great question though. Yeah. And, um, uh, it a totally fair point. And there are, there's people in both camps. Um, yeah. I, and I would say like, if you like look up kettlebell workouts and they speak to you, like they have some really cool, like, I don't know. What do they call them? Complexes, like kettlebell complexes where it's like, they have like, it's like a dance, but with the kettlebell, it's cool. Um, I don't necessarily see that with in the dumbbell world. So if that like speaks to you, then I would definitely go kettlebells. Mm-hmm. Um, but that came to us from a person on Instagram. If I don't know if they want to be shouted out, but it was Matthew. <laughs> so many A's. It reminds me of a sheep. Uh, what, what is, is it this, we talked about it, um, before on the show, uh, a while back. Is it the sacred six, um, the sacred seven or it's like, uh, kettlebell workouts to where it's like the Turkish get up, the swing, the goblet squat, the strict press. Um, maybe. Um, I think it's the sacred seven. I'm getting a lot of sixes and sevens, so it's one of those two. They're probably. I'm sure there. It's it started with one of them, and then the person's like, "Hey, you can add one more on there and make it my thing now." Right. It's like the freaking wonders of the world. Like now, there's like 18 lists, and one's like man-made, one's like natural, and you're like, "Well, I could have just stayed seven, the eight. I don't know how many. Whatever. People are adding, subtracting." Aaron and Stanger here interrupting our episode really quick to talk to you about a great sponsor we have for today's show called Daily Harvest. Uh, we're talking about nutrition, Aaron, on the, today's episode. It is coming up. We'll get to a big question later in the episode that goes into a lot of detail about nutrition. Um, it's, and something that comes up with nutrition is adding in those healthy vegetables and fruits to our diet. Yep. We got to up that game. It can always be improved. Sometimes it's hard, right? You got to go to yep. the grocery store. You got to you got to buy all these components. You know, it's more than just like buying an apple. I need to do more than that. I got to I got to figure it out. I want to I want to have these vegetables in exciting fun ways. I don't always want to just, you know, pick something off a tree and eat it. I want it incorporated into some fun meal. And that's why Aaron and I were pleased to stock our freezers with all kinds of stuff from Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more, all built with organic fruits and vegetables right to your door, and it conveniently stays fresh in your freezer. Well, and that's honestly like for me, especially with like the pandemic, wanting to go to the grocery store less, but still wanting to have healthy food in my house, being able to have stuff frozen that I can pull out when I'm ready is so awesome. And the fact that it's also healthy and ready to go is just something you can't put a price tag on. No. And you're, you're right for all, all those reasons. Daily harvest um, is a cut above uh, because although they only take literally minutes to prepare, 
they never use preservatives. There's never any added sugar or artificial anything. Um, and that goes for all the stuff they serve. Tons of delicious options for every time of the day. They got stuff for breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, also great snacks. Uh, whatever you need, whatever you're trying to fill in those diet gaps on, they got you covered. A uh, couple of my personal faves. I love, they've got this great, bunch of great flatbreads. And um, I like this artichoke and spinach flatbread. Um, another one I liked was the, uh, that was one that Aaron likes. I don't want to say yeah, it. Yeah, don't both steal like mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, the tomato and uh, criminy mushroom flatbread. Both oh, of yeah. those really good, really fun to eat and easy to make. What's well, the, the one you like? The one I like was the kale and sweet potato one. I freaking love that thing. It was also just convenient. That's my, I have lived a hectic life the last couple of months. And this uh, having these as options was, was really nice. And the other, my other favorite was the snack, the, um, banana cacao bites. Those are like cold and you keep them in the freezer and you can eat them cold or you can let them sit out and warm up a little bit. It's like you're having a little like, um, I don't know, cookie, like cookie dough or something. Yeah. Like a little cookie dough ball. Yeah. Um, really good and fun to eat. And they come, it's all, you know, packaged nicely, you put it in your freezer there. It stays safe in the freezer. I didn't have any issues with freezer burn or any of that stuff. And those bites are nice because you're just popping those things open and yeah. It's as soon as your teeth can handle eating them, you can eat them. Yeah. Harvest bowls. They got a lot of really good ones. I like the, um, the quinoa market lime harvest bowl and a uh, bunch of uh, one with the asparagus that I liked criminy again, plus asparagus pot yeah. pie. Yeah. That one was real tasty. A uh, bunch of good stuff in that one and the smoothies, they got a really good angle on how to do smoothies. So one of the drags about having a smoothie is there's tons of prep that goes involved um, that that's involved. So you got to chop up all these different like vegetables and fruits that you want to put in there, a uh, big mess, um, maybe some waste. And then you got to clean all that stuff up and, you know, put it away and store it or whatever you're going to do. Not the case with daily harvest. It comes all prepared for you. So literally all you have to do is dump it into your blender um, fill it to the, with the appropriate amount of liquid and blend and you're done. So no muss, no fuss. Couldn't be easier. Yeah. Uh, very fun. Very easy. All right. So daily harvest makes it easy to feel good about what I'm doing for myself and the planet. Go to dailyharvest.com slash dumbbells to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash dumbbells for up to $40 off your first box dailyharvest.com slash dumbbells. We also want to talk to you about another great sponsor we have for the show today called Ritual. You guys know Ritual. They're doing great supplements. We've talked about their multivitamins before on the show, and now they're doing essential protein. And Aaron and I are over the moon because Ritual does stuff right. And now that they're in the protein game, we're all better for it. Uh, let's be honest, guys. Protein powder can be a little intimidating. Yeah. Uh, people think it's just some kind of bodybuilder thing for dudes. You feel like you, maybe you need it, but you don't know where to start. Uh, you don't know what kind of formula you should be getting, what's right for you, because it's important to note that protein is not just about muscles. Protein also helps support bone health and satiety, makes you feel full. That's good if you're trying to uh, to watch what you're eating. Okay. So, and 
what I have been learning is as we go through life, the different stages, our protein also needs to change, which is exciting because Ritual is now offering a daily shake for 18 and 18 and up, 18 plus daily shake for 50 year olds and up and daily shake for pregnancy and postpartum. Now, each of these are coming in and helping kind of close those common dietary gaps that a lot of us are missing, but it's coming to us at each time of our life that we will need different protein variations. Right. So what they're offering guys is delicious plant-based protein for the three distinct uh, life stages that we all go through. Um, or not all of us go through. I'm, I probably won't ever have to deal with pregnancy and postpartum. But for those of you who are, <laughs> why not get yourself some ritual that's formulated with extra nutrient support to meet the demands of pregnancy and lactation? Um, you know, some things that we want to point out about uh, ritual and their difference, um, you know, why you should use them versus another protein company is that they're made with uh, their one of a kind visible supply chain. It's called traceable. So you know what's going in their protein powder and why and uh, where it's coming from, and they label every single ingredient. That's huge. A lot of times you don't know where this stuff is coming from. You just got to trust the supplement manufacturer. No thanks. Ritual is letting you know. It's also made with a complete amino acid profile, which is huge for uh, a pea-based plant protein. Right. So those vegetarians out there, you need all those amino acids. Everybody needs all those amino acids. So your protein powder should have a complete amino acid profile. You get that with Ritual. And I got to say, guys, I like the vanilla flavor that they're giving us. Um, Couldn't be more convenient. Comes to my door every day. Um, It's in a big bag, not a big tub. I like that. Uh, So it's easy to store and easy to get into. Um, Blends nicely with water. You could also do it in a shake with some almond milk and uh, peanut butter or something like that. Uh, the vanillas taste delicious, but also is neutral enough that you can use it uh, in any kind of shake or smoothie situation. And I want to make sure we say this. It's packed with 20 grams of protein per serving, which is made from sustainably grown peas, regeneratively farmed right here in the U.S. So... No added sugar or sugar alcohols, soy-free, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So everything you kind of want. It's got what you're looking for, guys, and it's from a company that we know and trust. So if you guys are ready to shake up your protein ritual, our listeners get 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash dumbbells. Ritual even offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Okay, so visit ritual.com slash dumbbells today for 10% off your first three months. And now back to the episode. We're not a math podcast. All right, are you ready for the next big question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. I have a delicate question about how to get your partner to incorporate fitness into their life. My fiance eats whatever he wants and never ever works out and is yet, and yet is quite skinny. I, on the other hand, work out almost every day and try to eat clean, yet I still struggle to keep my weight under control. I know everyone's bodies and metabolisms are different and whatever, but this fills me with rage sometimes. Mm, I feel this. Uh, And even a sense of loneliness, especially right now as we're preparing for our wedding in a few months and I'm working hard on my fitness and he is doing nothing and eating everything, LOL. 
I love my fiance and can laugh at the irony sometimes, but I also would love if he would make more of an effort with fitness. Is there anything I can say that wouldn't sound rude? But then again, this is really a me problem since he doesn't appear to be suffering any health consequences from his lifestyle and I'm just jealous, but I'd love to get your thoughts. Hmm. You want to start with this one? Oh, since I feel it so intensely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that first of all, I, I understand, um, not necessarily with my, my husband, but I have felt that in previous relationships. And I think the thing that I would suggest is to, um, to invite him along to something that you're doing and excited about. Um, and like try to find something that you think he would be excited about as well, joining you in. Um, cause it is really fun to work out together. Um, and it is less like, I guess, uh, I isolating maybe. Um, so that would be my suggestion is think of something you guys can do together that you guys could both be a little excited about, you know? Yeah. That's my, that's my advice. It's hard because, you know, you have resentment on your end and then trying to, you know, encourage somebody can, can build resentment on their end where it's like, don't, and then that, and then that'll put him off of exercise or any kind of lifestyle changes because, you know, he'd have to admit he's wrong in some capacity or whatever. And so I, I think that, um, you know, there's, there's things in a relationship where there's a fair amount of compromise. And I like what Aaron said in, in the sense that, look, if there's something you want out of a relationship, I mean, obviously, you know, demanding that somebody, you know, do all these workouts with you is not fair. That's not their, their, their vibe or their lifestyle or their choice, but you could say, Hey, I'd like to do something active together once a week. That's like, I need that. So, and you be reasonable about it. So maybe it's an easier workout for you, or it's like a a short hike or it's, you know, walking to the beach or, or something like that. And so right away, if you, if you get him to commit to that and you make it fun, then it's, it's going to already be a dramatic improvement from his zero. What he's currently doing is zero. Um, and then two, you can say, I want to, um, I want to cook one healthy meal for us a week. Um, and, uh, so if you're kind of, you know, find that you're, if you guys are ordering out a lot or you're just, you know, preparing your own meals that are healthy all the time and just letting him do whatever he wants, you could say, Hey, you know, I want to do more things together and this is what I'm really into right now. And so if you would do it with me, I, I would love it. And so then you have like, then you at least get one healthy activity a week for him and one mm-hmm. healthy meal. And you're making it as you're saying it's something that you need um, because you want some companionship in it as opposed to a judgment against him. Like, dude, you're fucking blowing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also like, I want to reiterate here that thin isn't healthy. Not it thin doesn't always equal healthy. And so it sounds like you, um, you know, if he's eating whatever he wants and not doing any physical activity and is thin, that doesn't mean that he is living a healthy lifestyle. So for you to use words like, you know, I want to, you know, we're about to get married. We're about to join our lives together, like legally, like I want you to be here as long as possible with me. I want like whatever you're doing. I want us to be healthy together. Those words are going to be a thousand times like more, 
which I think is, you know, probably the heart of it. But it's like, you know, those are easier words to hear than <laughs> hey. do something. <laughs> yeah, go yeah, hey, do something. Which you, I'm sure you wouldn't say, but you know, like, uh, so that's what I would say is like having that conversation of like health, you know, a lot of times skinny people have like great, like genetics or whatever, but that doesn't always translate to like their cholesterol levels or, um, their, I don't know their liver, you know, I don't know, but it's like, there's still, yeah, yeah. Metabolic rate, uh, or, uh, insulin response, you know, they could be, um, it's just, I'm curious because she's saying they're just about to get married. So they're probably young. I mean, health is tricky. You know, when your people are in their twenties or whatever, they feel young and invincible. Yeah. Um, so that's, and then in your thirties, you begin to realize you're not. Hmm. And then your forties stinger, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of reconcile with your bad habits. Hmm. Um, so, you know, putting some good stuff in place now is beneficial, but I think that like you could appeal to this person's um, love and respect for you by saying these are things that you want. Not, not I want you to do this. It's more, I would love some company when I'm doing this. Will you come with me on this once a week? And can I cook this for us together once a week? Will you, you know, sample these different, you know, wacky things I want to try to make or whatever it is. It could make it fun. And then next thing you know, you got a uh, you got a little healthy companion with you. All right. Next thing you know, you got a, a burn on your thumb from an instant pot. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to marriage. Um, no thumbprint now, though. So yeah, hell yeah, I'm starting my criminal career. Couldn't think of that word. All right, you ready for another one? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Criminal career this is we're going back to our instagram we got this from sarah heisman Mm. uh getting started one thing to get to work into my plan to ease in so getting started fitness journey one thing getting started on my fitness journey what is one thing i should work into my plan yeah okay yep I'm going to start because I have an idea. I'm going to say, to ease uh, in. Okay. I, I, I think the first thing I would do is five tangible, measurable goals. That's what I would do. Cause then you know where you're headed. Then you can find people to help you. Um, but just jumping into fitness, nutrition, all that kind of stuff can be really overwhelming. So one thing to ease in, Tangible, measurable goals. Stinger. I, I, I have two things. Can I give her two things? I think, I think she'll allow it. She said one thing. Um, Ooh, I know, but I, I think, I think Sarah, let us know if, if we can do two. Sarah, figure out whatever physical activity you like the most, whatever it is. Like one thing you like the most. I don't know what dancing. Um, arm wrestling, uh, I don't know, uh, line dancing. Ooh, I don't know. Whatever it is like something you actually like, not, not an exercise you'll tolerate, but something you actually like that may that like you're happy to do that. You, you smile or you giggle when you're doing Find one, think about it, brainstorm on it, and then do that once a week. 
in the appropriate serving. So I don't know. It depends on what it is. So if it's, if it's some kind of exercise that just lights you up mentally, then you have to do, you know, I don't know, one set of certain amount of reps, but, or if it's dancing or whatever it is, you go, you do, you do it like 20 minutes once a week. That's all you have to commit to. And then two for nutrition, instead of omitting things from your diet or worrying about what you're going to take away, um, just add one thing healthy. So have like, it's like, I'm going to have one serving of vegetables every day or one serving of fruit every day or one serving of a lean protein, whatever. So it's just, instead of omissions, just focus on what you're going to add in that's healthy. Um, and that's it. And just start with that and see how that goes for a while. Cause I think it's, we've talked about it on the show before, but it can feel a little, it can feel daunting or it can feel like a bummer if you're like, all right. And that's the end of, I don't know. What's a, that's the end of chips forever. <laughs> it's like, you're not no! going to want to, yeah, you're not going to want to do that. <laughs> so instead of like omitting chips, I'm, I'm using something that I like, so I don't know what it is for you, Sarah, but instead of worrying about cutting that stuff out, it's more just like, nope, I'm going to have a serving of vegetables with every meal. Um, do that first and then, and then try that for a while. And once that's going well, then, then you can reevaluate and kind of re-audit your situation and see what you want to add in next. Love it. Like it. Love it. Love it. Um, and sweet potatoes in this count, this case and corn, they don't count as vegetables. Fair enough. <laughs> I just well, we had a, the, I just, you know, the, uh, I am, got the, uh, I had to learn that the hard way. And so I want to pass that along. Yeah. Geez. You know, I, you know, from the South, people are like, yeah, no corn's a vegetable. It's like, okay, well, it's does it green. help you poop? No, I think it makes it worse. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> What, what that is that what you qualify as a vegetable is something that improves your your BMs? Um, I I <laughs> BMs a little bit, yeah. I mean, did you just you just got really old when you said BMs? I think right, <laughs> like I, I like know. 80, 85? I don't know uh, <laughs> BMs. I remember, I, remember I got a a card for a friend of mine one time. Uh, that said for your birthday, I got you a BMW. It was like one of those like little cartoon cards. And then he opened it up and it was like a bunch of dog shits or whatever in the shape of a W. And I, I brought that. My mom's like, this is what you want to get him. All right. So, it's like, there you go. <laughs> That's Connor. funny. Happy That's good. Birthday. You get this Happy in a, birthday. You get this in a GI Joe, my man. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. Okay. We oh, got, wait, is that what you, um, that's your hard fast on uh on what's a vegetable oh well i like um, it helps you dookie or not no i just think like high fiber yeah um and corn has like is high in insoluble fiber right Mm, i don't know i just know that i go i try to stick with leafy greens for my like vegetables that count as vegetables in my head when i'm like divvying out my my day so um like the fun ones like zucchini it's like it's not bad for you but i don't count that as my like it's a little starchy yeah yeah sweet potatoes is another one that's like technically a vegetable in in the south you know so that's like but it's not technically it's a root right it's a tuber um yeah, so, so just, Sarah, you have the uh, you have the uh, the last arbiter on what's a vegetable here, commenting <laughs> on what you need to do. The last, <laughs> the last arbiter. Okay, you ready for another one? Yeah, let's do it. 
Let's do it. How do you this, think we're doing so far? I think we're killing it. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, I think we're killing it. Okay. This is a, an email uh, from late December. So sorry, we're just getting to it. We got from Brian. I know that the sauna is definitely the buyer's option, but usually my gym sauna is usually full with a long line. Hot tub never has anyone in it. Just wondering if it actually does anything. I, I think it, it does. There There is some similar benefit um, to to like baths, hot baths. It's like there's there's stuff you, your health benefits to, it's like um, hypersonia or something like that. What is that for, for heat? You know, like being exposed to heat. And, um, and there is some, I don't think, you know, there's, I, I don't know what it exactly measures out to as far as heat shock proteins in one versus the other. I don't think you can get as hot in a bath, obviously, or you're fucking burn right. your ass. You'll burn your little ass <laughs> late December. Um, but, um, but yeah, I would say if, you know, if you, if you can't get in that sauna, then, then take the bath. I mean, I know they did it like there's some positive, uh, I was reading something about some positive mental benefits, uh, for people that do hot baths for depression. Um, oh, that go beyond just, you know, I'm in a bath and I feel luxurious. It was actually like, um, so, you know, a little change in chemistry or something that happens. Um, well, I, I just Googled, you know, hot tub benefits, health benefits. And of course this is a company that makes hot tubs, but mm -hmm. my favorite line so far is that I saw having a hot tub makes your life better. Soaking regularly in your spa can improve your health, your sense of well being, and your personal relationships with friends and family. <laughs> wow. So being a swinger, the alternative <laughs> lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. But you know, it says, uh, relief from lower back pain, symptoms of relief from symptoms of fibromyalgia and arthritis and stuff like that. So, but I will say like, just from a personal, um, like, a like what I've experienced in my own life, like I've talked about this a lot on here, but Jason, my husband is paralyzed from the waist down and he has really, he gets really bad hip, um, hip pain. And he, when we go on trips before, um, you know, the recent new accident, we were, um, we were finding that if the hotel has a hot tub that can kind of help in like when we're traveling, when he doesn't have access to his normal, like physical therapy stuff that he can use like in our house, like his standing frame where he can stand up for hours. Um, or his bike that moves his legs for him and he can kind of get some, uh, hip, like relief from that. Mm -hmm. So like the hot tub really did help not a long time. Cause it can be also, it can do the opposite and burn your little buns, but it did help a lot with just him feeling relief from that hip pain. So, and I know like I, I preach Epsom salt baths and if you have a hot tub with the jets and stuff, it does help with pain, like muscle pain. So but I don't have a sauna, you have a sauna, so you can probably get those, um, which I haven't been invited to use, I don't think, by the uh, way. <laughs> I did send you a card and you did, you added, I was box, like wanted to try the sauna, yes or no. And you added a, another box and checked maybe. 
Oh, oh, yeah, that does sound like me. Yeah, okay, so, <laughs> fair I, enough. <laughs> I don't know what to what to do with that. So, <laughs> okay, um, okay. Hyperthermia. I don't know why I said sonia. Maybe just I, I wanted to say sonia sauna again. But like hypothermia is when people get cold. Hyperthermia is when you're exposed to heat. Um, and so yeah, I would agree with you. I think that like you know, hot tub is probably like acute muscle soreness or like immediate pain. You're probably going to feel the benefit of being in like a, you know, liquid heat situation more than like my sauna. Um, yeah. But sauna, I know, you know, they've done studies to where it does decrease the amount of recovery time you need. Um, you know, you get like a growth hormone response, all that kind of stuff. And I think you get some of that from hot tub or mm-hmm. from a hot bath. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So soaking in a hot bath, it can, and it can, you know, similarly to sauna, it can mimic the effects of exercise. And I think you get a, uh, like improved mental state. Um, so yeah, definitely yeah, better relationships with your friends and family. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. I've never gotten in a fight in a hot tub, you know, like I'm, I'm just a happier person, you know? I used to, I used to never use hot tubs and I started going in them and that's when I grew this mustache. I was like, I'm going to start wearing robes and I grew this mustache. So that's another thing that kind of happened. You start wearing medallions. Yeah, but you really shouldn't drink in a hot tub. That I will say, like, do not drink alcohol in a hot tub because you're getting, you're losing water. You can't dehydrate yourself double or you will end up like me effed up in a hot tub new year's eve night 1999 no i'm just kidding it was uh probably 2012 but (laughs) what what ultimately happened um the story from that night is i was not feeling good about the way i looked in my body i tried on a bunch of clothes to wear to a new year's eve party couldn't I didn't like it. So I ended up wearing my Loch Ness monster costume, which I don't know if you've ever seen this costume, but it's like, I look like it's a huge costume has a giant, like it's huge. It's like, it looks like a character from a Richard scary, like child book, you know, what, what, what constitute constitutes it being a Loch Ness monster costume as opposed to a, uh, just like a bronchiosaurus or something. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. It's, um, it's winged arms. Mm. And so I could this, swim. This, oh, okay. So it's a, it's aquatic then. Yes. Aquatic. Yes. Yeah. So okay. at the strike of midnight, I jumped into the pool at this house and, uh, and I was very drunk cause I was depressed and that was a really not my finest moment, but I jumped into the pool at midnight wearing this giant costume filled with felt. I am lucky to be alive. I yeah. jumped in. Um, and it was, I was the hit of the party at this moment. And then there's a, they had a hot tub connected to it. And so I, to the pool. So I just climbed out of the pool, went into the hot tub, still wearing this costume. And I started to like, I took off the top part of it. I was wearing all my clothes. Don't worry underneath. And, uh, I motioned to someone to bring me like pizza or something. Like I like, just like bring me the pizza and they brought me pizza and I started to eat it. And then I immediately barfed on the side of the hot tub and then just laid my head down in it. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then my best friend, Melissa, came to my rescue. She's picked me up out. She didn't actually pick me up, but she like helped me out of this hot tub. 
took me inside and took <laughs> she had to take the stupid costume off of me and like this house had like a walk-in shower and so she sent me in the shower and just hosed me off <laughs> and um that was the worst hangover of my entire life because I was drinking vodka and orange juice yeah. but it was like mostly vodka and I yeah. was just um Anyways, it was when I started telling that story. <laughs> so yeah, because it really does dehydrate you. And, and I just, that was like, I, I would have probably been a little bit less mm-hmm. messed up. Um, but then I did the hot tub and it just kind of ended incredible. me. Sounds like a John Bonzo Bonham story. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> he was the drummer for Led Zeppelin. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. A legendary, uh, Partier and drunk, unfortunately, you know, died because of it. Oh, um, as a young, I, I cleaned my life up. Stinger, yes. I did. I, I did. <laughs> I, I turned guess, it around. Uh, you know what? Actually, it's more like a Drew Barrymore movie story. Mine. <laughs> yeah, it reminds yeah. me of like, like never, never been kissed. Yeah, yeah, bad. Like a funny, a funny kind of embarrassing, but but cute. Ultimately, <laughs> well, I have I, one I, more I, big I, email I, to read. You want me to read it and then? Yeah, I got it. And then I'm, yes, read it. Okay, here we go. Hi, Dumbbells. I have a question related to snacking. Just a little background on me is I've been casually doing Weight Watchers for a year now, meaning I mostly just use it as a guide to teach myself to be a little more mindful about what I consume. I've lost almost 25 pounds in the last year by going from uh, 229 pounds to 206 pounds. Before that, I had steadily gained a lot of weight each year since graduating college and falling off the wagon a bit. So I'm mostly just happy I finally stopped gaining weight and actually started to lose a little. My fitness at my best includes a few five mile walks and maybe a day of weight training in a week. I give that background to say that for me personally, my goal is healthy weight loss simply because my current weight just doesn't feel like my healthiest self. And I'd like to get down to around 180 where I was before all the weight gain. So my question really doesn't apply to those wanting to make gains or certainly anyone who is recovering from an eating disorder. With all that said, I followed a few women on Instagram who have been very successful on Weight Watchers and lost the weight I'd love to lose. Lately, I've noticed a lot of them saying one of the considerations to make is to snack less, even when it's healthy snacks like apples, carrots, popcorn, etc. They do make it clear that one should be eating more filling and balanced meals so they're messaging isn't to starve oneself. My question is, is there really a difference in how one can lose weight depending on how they choose to consume their calories? I think they've mentioned gut health and giving your stomach time to digest and rest. It sort of makes sense because I kind of struggle with that needing to be full mindset and maybe there is something to letting your stomach rest a little between meals. I just also don't want to give myself permission to overeat during meals. For someone trying to lose weight in a responsible way, does it matter if one chooses three filling, well-balanced meals in a day, or is it all the same as eating relatively healthy all day? A lot, but it is a great question and one that I actually, um, I, I did a little bit of reading and poking around the internet on, um, and this question came to us from Chrissy, um, but I think that there was like a statement that was made that stuck with me. That was like, I think everyone kind of heard at some point, which was like, eat six small meals and keep your metabolism burning, you know, high all day. And I, as I was reading today over, over like the research done on this, it was 
primarily that everyone was saying that that was fake, that that never, that wasn't proven to be the case. It was sort of just a, I guess a fad or something, but it was basically what it was saying was that three full meals a day with no snacks is going to do the same thing to your metabolism that six small meals would do to your metabolism. So in answering in your question, Chrissy, what I have found in the research I have done is that it's not about when you consume the calories. So if it makes you feel better to have snacks during the day, then do that. If it doesn't make you feel better, split it up into the three balanced meals. Sanger, you have any thoughts? Uh, yeah, this, I mean, these things are always tricky because you can get into really granular, like what's optimum. Right. So, you know, and then it starts to be optimum, meaning like, well, technically this is the absolute best way to do it. You'll burn the maximum amount of calories and you're like, great, that's what I want to do. And then you try it and it's not sustainable or it doesn't feel good to you and it doesn't last. And then you really like look into it and you're like, well, I was the optimal way. What, what did that mean? It meant that you burnt six more calories a day than the other way. And you're right. like, oh shit, it was just six calories and then I didn't stick with it or whatever. Or even if it was like 50 more or even a hundred more, whatever it is, but you don't stick with it, then who cares? So if, if it needs to be snacking, then I'm with Aaron in the sense that like, hey, snack, if that's going to keep you on a healthier path, as opposed to, you know, gorging yourself on the meals that you are allowing yourself, then by all means, do what, you know, attendance and consistency always win out there. That's always the best. So even if there is an exercise or a routine that you technically burn more calories doing, if you're less likely to do it, it doesn't matter. Then it's a moot point. So you have to go with what works. Um, well, and I was like the, so I think for, you know, most people we struggle with how much food should I actually be eating? Because, um, because we all grew up, you know, well, we didn't all grow up in America, but if you, if you grew up in America, um, you were used to seeing like very large portions at restaurants, um, you know, like it, the cheesecake factory is a great example. <laughs> like their portions are for eight people in a different country, you know, like, um, and, and so and I they straight up manufacture cheesecakes there. <laughs> they straight up do. I mean, look at what their output is. They're, they're building them in there. There's a whole team of people <laughs> and they're building them all day. So I think probably what like the, what these people are talking about is like, if you have like three well-balanced meals and cut out snacks, your calories are going to probably be in a quote unquote normal amount for like a person in America. Now where you kind of have to figure out is like, do I want to have smaller meals and like have them actually be smaller and have snacks during the day. So for me, I like to have a big breakfast and then I like to have a snack lunch size. And then I like a late afternoon snack. And then I like a good dinner, good size dinner with little carbs. 
I like a lot of carbs in the morning, a little carbs at night. Somebody asked me about, I like posted a picture of my dinner and, and, uh, and they were like, is that a normal amount of potatoes? It was like five of the tiniest potatoes you've ever seen. And I was like, no, not for everyone. But for me, I have a, I have carbs at my breakfast. I have carbs at lunch. So I like to do a little guy, a little bit at night. Could have been the normal serving in Ireland during the potato famine. Exactly. Exactly. We don't know. You know, I mean, so then that would be a normal serving of potatoes. I'm <laughs> so sure there's some people wondering that. So go ahead. Sorry, Aaron. So no. So I think to, to try to answer Chrissy's question is like, if you have a good idea of how many calories in a day you're supposed to get, um, based on like healthy weight loss, I would, however, that is divvied up with your, um, with your day and calories, go for it. If that snacks, keep it. If it's no snacks, get rid of them. Um, but really have fun with playing around with like, like it took me a long time to kind of figure out when I was the most hungry in the day and I'm the most hungry in the day at like three 30. So I have adjusted my day around that. So I don't know. I don't know if that helps. I hope it does. Um, it helps me to know when you're the most hungry during the day. <laughs> yeah, because I become sure a freaking nightmare. I'm sure we're all taking notes on that. <laughs> um, I, so Weight Watchers is points, right? They attach yeah. a point value to... to now, uh, I, I don't know. They might have changed things. I feel like they have gone under a lot of changes since I ever was a Weight Watchers person. And the last time I did Weight Watchers was probably five years ago. So I like they were starting to add in like flex points and they changed that like fruits were no longer points, which that was a big thing for a long time. Um, Plus certain foods you eat count for uh, airline miles too, right? (laughs) Yeah, but that's not, um, that's not FDA approved. I don't think we all have the friend that knows how to hack that. And they're always like, (laughs) I'm flying this place for free because I put everything on this cart and pay it off immediately. I'm like, I don't want to fucking mess with that. I'll end up with, you know, because I'm like, well, I'll put it on the card and then I'll pay cash for the, you know, ends up, Chrissy, yeah. I feel you if you're worried about that airline stuff too with Weight Watcher points. <laughs> um, but I do, you know, I, I basically what I saw was like, it's like everything is kind of like the research is spotty on on this type of of getting yeah. a solid answer for this. Yeah, I think it's like it all comes down to um the like you you were you were alluding to earlier calories in versus calories out. Yeah. And so, however you're, you know, hitting that if it's if it's a calorie specific calorie amount or if it's a number for weight watchers, however you want to represent your points, w- w- do whatever you're going to do to be consistent. Yeah. So if, you know, within the program, you mentioned you're using it to be more mindful about what you're eating. And I think that's good too. You start to figure out like, oh, you know, how much am I impacted by this meal versus this versus that meal? Um, and it can get like kind of in shady territory. Cause I like, I remember like, I was like, well, do I eat like one Snickers bar for the whole day. Like when I was doing Weight Watchers, it was like, yeah, you can eat whatever you want. And I was like, okay, well, what if whatever I want is, is one Snickers bar and, or Taco Bell, you know? And it's like, yeah, that's the beauty of Weight Watchers. And it's like, okay, well, rude and also awesome. But I would say it sounds like Christy is trying to do this in a healthy way. So finding ways to make your body get like, like the most bang for your buck 
is I would say the best case scenario for you. I, I guess we're both going on and on and talking in circles. Now I think we need to figure out if she's act, if she's asking from a psychological standpoint versus a biological standpoint. And I think, I think she's asking biologically cause she, she says, you know, she mentioned, um, they've mentioned gut health and giving your stomach time to digest and rest. Do you know anything about that singer? I don't, I don't know anything about that. I mean, that. I know about, I know about gut rest being good for gut health. I don't know about its efficacy meal to meal versus, you know, cutting off your calories at a certain point at night and then having them. That's where you start to get into intermittent fasting territory. Yeah, true. But if, if you want to leave intermittent fasting out of the discussion, it's literally like just, Oh, stop, you know, have your dinner at seven consistently and then no snack after dinner or dessert or anything. And then you have breakfast the next day at, you know, seven, that's a 12 hour fast. Yeah. And so you're giving your, you're giving your, your stomach. That's the gut rest factor there. Um, but I don't know. I have never gotten into like, you know, having a, uh, a meal at three o'clock or a lunch at two o'clock and then your dinner at seven. If there's benefit to that versus having snacks in between, if you actually are getting gut rest, if you skip those snacks, I mean, I yeah. would imagine it has to be something more, more time than that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you'd have to, if you really want to get into it, you could just experiment. Yeah. Um, you could try, you know, for a, give yourself six weeks of doing it with snacks and then give yourself six weeks with doing it with just a meal and see which one feels better and which one you have the most, the most beneficial results on. Cause I think it also starts to get into each individual too. You know, you're, everybody has a different insulin response. Everybody has a different blood sugar response. And so, you know, what works for some might not work for others. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it's not, I, I, I've, I'm, I'm frustrated because we, I don't think we can give you a satisfying answer because it's kind of like, you know, even people that, that study nutrition don't know. Yeah. And, um, they'll, they'll make recommendations. And again, we're talking about, you know, what's optimum versus what's, what you'll actually do. Um, and so you kind of get, you, you, we end up getting mired in giving you kind of psychological advice, yeah. um, versus, because we're, you know. we're psychologists. <laughs> we're not <laughs> doctors. We are psychologists. Well, it's just because we're constantly like wrestling with eating stuff. And sure, so no, I know, think yeah. about it a lot all the time. And so I'm always just trying to steer people on the path to what they're going to stick with. Right. Versus maybe what's, you know, technically in a lab, the best way to eat versus what you'll actually stick with. Well, and I think, and here I go still talking about it, but it's like people with snacks, a lot of times people will like meal prep, right? They'll like be like, okay, this is my meal. But with snacks, it can sometimes do the friggin' wild west. And you're like, I'm hungry. What's my snack? You're like, you're not going to count out nine almonds. You're going to eat 200 almonds because you have the bag with you. Or, you know, some people are more disciplined with that, but I've never stuck with putting almonds serving size wise into another baggie and then pulling that baggie out and only eating those almonds. <laughs> do you remember? I think we've talked about it before, but do you remember pink berry when that was all hot? Yeah. And then you'd go there and you'd be like, Oh, oh they would do it for you. Initially. You didn't serve yourself. Right. They had like a little yogurt stylist that would serve it for you. And then <laughs> you'd be like, I'll take some blackberries and they'd count out one, two, three, <laughs> 
And I, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get the get a ladle and give me all of them. You're counting out three blackberries? the fuck is this 10 bucks come on yeah man. i know oh god they were expensive too that's are they still around there's a there's a couple that i mean they definitely they, a lot of them shuddered they, yeah um, but they but they did yeah they i think they still do it for you pinkberry was never gonna let you have access to their cacao no, high, nibs <laughs> their high quality <laughs> produce they're like hell no man you know, just, <laughs> I'm going to freaking Menchie's. I'm getting candy on my ice cream. <laughs> oh, Menchie, Menchie's is the fucking wild. We talked about Wild Wild West earlier. It's like. <laughs> I know. It's my favorite. It really some, is my favorite. There's some like, um, they have them in these big bins and I'm like, man, these, these Oreo, this Oreo dust has been in here since 62. You know? <laughs> I know. I know. Even like in COVID. Ro- Rodney Bingenheimer had his uh, weird, you know, rock nightclub out here in the Valley and the same time that you were putting this, uh, <laughs> these, uh, the animal crackers, yeah, the animal, animal cookies. Cra- oh yeah, my this gosh. Big bin of, um, golden grams has been here since 45. Yeah. Cause nobody's honestly putting golden grams on their ice cream. Come on. I, I mean, it would be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this the second week in a row we've talked about golden grams? No. Oh no. We talked about graham crackers. Graham crackers. That's what we talked about. Yeah, hey. I mentioned them as something that I would indulge on, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. crackers? <laughs> yeah, that's your indulgence." Yep. And I was like, "Honey, it's what's in the cupboard." Okay. Okay. If it, if it were, you know, an eclair, it would. I would indulge on the eclair. It just so <laughs> happens to be fucking graham crackers up there. You ever? When's the last time you had an eclair? Yesterday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I can't remember. Mm, yeah, I can't I remember. I, I don't even know if they're good. I, I I think they're good. I just like can't remember the last time I had one. But I used to have them all the time as a child, which you know yeah, started they, they me were, off strong. They were big, you know. So you'd pick the eclair. You're like, oh shit, I feel like I'm getting a little. Yeah, bonus because there's also like the little stuff inside. Yeah, cream puff. Um, what is that? A French pastry? It's a French pastry. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Eclair, yeah, yeah I bet. I bet it's French. It's, yeah, it's French for sure. You want to do a finale question that's silly? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, do you ever worry you'll hit your dog with a dumbbell when he sniffs around you working out? Yeah, <laughs> all the time, all the time. It's bringing it back to kettlebells, that's the scary thing. I'm like, I'll break one of her little ribs if she, because you know, it, 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 if you're using it and you've, you're working with the momentum, it's fine. But if you just knock that into somebody, gosh, it yeah, do some damage. It's like a, it's like a medieval weapon or something. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I should keep that by my bed in case of a burglar. Not a bad idea. Might be doing yeah. it. Um, Go but, ahead and keep uh, stealing stuff. I'm going to warm up really quick so that I can launch this kettlebell into. You don't want to pull a hamstring <laughs> yeah, doing it. I but. cannot. I get my shoulder, my rotator cuff. I need it. Um, but someone did ask about, um, they got a 20-pound kettlebell as a gift. But I I have an idea for having a kettlebell, a person that I know that does a lot of kettlebell stuff, having them on the show and maybe doing a kettlebell workout. So great. So we'll save that one. Maybe we'll do a little kettlebell episode. Since those aren't those aren't you know a newfangled thing, but I think it'd be fun to do a kettlebell like a specific kettlebell workout. Should we change our name for like one week, like what IHOB did? 
Yeah, the yes, we should. House of Burgers, the kettlebells. People are like the kettlebells. What's going on? I know it'll be a sensation. Everyone will be talking about it. Yeah, the trending. papers trending. trending. Oh, yeah, Hell, hashtag dumbbells or kettlebells. Hashtag dumbbells to kettlebells? Question mark. Hashtag question marks don't work in hashtags. <laughs> You're not allowed to use them. And I don't think so. I think it stops the hashtag. No, no punctuation. Yeah. That's why we, that's where we've gotten to in this world. That sucks. <laughs> do people still, are they still important or is it just old people using hashtags? I do think Hashtag, they still, what I, is my life? I, <laughs> I think they're still like technically important if you're like searching for stuff. Cause like I have like searched like the tag, like dumbbells only workout or whatever like that that does help with finding workouts. Okay. Um, and it I does like see them a lot in like f- friends of mine that are like soap actors and stuff, but you don't really know them. It's always like, yeah. Hashtag orange County, hashtag ocean, hashtag sea mammal, hashtag beach, <laughs> hashtag sand, hashtag actor. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I follow this completely. Yeah. I understand. Um, that's wild. I remember when Instagram first like came out and I like saw hashtags were like a thing and I just like hashtagged Japan <laughs> and I like got like eight followers immediately and I was like, oh, I'm hashtagging Japan every time. <laughs> um, it's, you know, I stopped doing that eventually, but here we are. Here's one of my, um, here's one of my friends that's a, uh, uh, like a fitness actor in soaps does stuff. Okay. Um, so he has like a picture of himself and, uh, and then like a, a quote, um, as his comment. And then it says, hashtag compassion, hashtag sentience, hashtag humanity, hashtag humility, hashtag deeply (laughs) conscious, hashtag soulful, hashtag light within hashtag light beyond hashtag the field hashtag storytelling. (laughs) Hashtag mythic. Hashtag filmmaking. Hashtag possibilities. Oh my God. I mean, the the spectrum. You're trying trying to, he's trying to say something there. I mean, that's just as important as the comment, right? I mean, it's not like people are like, let me look up the field and see what comes up. (laughs) Good. I'll follow this guy. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, um, I definitely think that that is, uh, that's a really broad stroke at let's just hit everything anyone could ever look at. It seems, but it also seems to all light beyond. I looked up, there's 500 plus posts for light beyond people. Um, light beyond. Wow. The field has 49,000 posts. I want, I should we start hashtagging the field, the field? <laughs> Yeah. Cause that could be like sports, you know, like that could be yeah. it within our wheelhouse. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron and Stanger. We're on the field. Uh, hashtag the field. Uh, talking about weights in hashtag the field. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We did it. Sanger. We answered almost all the questions. We saved a few for the next time. Just in case we ever need an episode. Yeah. Uh, look forward to that. Your questions will be answered in a future episode. 
Uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us and contributing on our big bad question episode, our big good question episode. Hell yeah. Um, we missed there, you guys. It's there's nice. some, uh, there's some, uh, some people have sent some new uh, interesting workouts. So there's like a trampoline workout. There's uh, mm. there's something about sending, this isn't a workout, but it's like learning about your, your health through sending your, your poop in the mail. God, um, you're on, you're into poop today. I, well, I, you know, this is it's a big Corn. part of everyone's life. Um, so, you know, these are just some, some new things that have been coming our way. Some, some people want us to also try like the insanity P90X stuff again, which I did as like a, oh wow as like a mid twenties person. So, Hey, I'm just saying these are some, keep them coming. We're loving the options. It helps us. Two separate us. things, right? P90X is one thing. Insanity was kind of another in the wake yeah. of P90X. Insanity yeah. They were it's similarly yes. styled, but different. Yeah. Um, insanity capitalize on muscle confusion. <laughs> right, I remember that. I remember oh, yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. And P90X was, you could do anything for 30 seconds, I think. Cause like his, I mean, that guy looked great. That guy that did. Yeah. It. He was in shape. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked good when I did it. I remember that was like, I was like, Oh, this, I had muscles for the first time. So it sounded like it, it, it was like, what, what does it even mean? P90X? It must work. Yeah. It, it sounds sci- intense. Scientific. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like big rise, good time train, you know, big it, rise, big, big rise, big workout to train you. That's like, people are like, what the fuck? It's too country. <laughs> He's all folksy and stuff versus P90X felt very, uh, scientific. Yes. It felt like you were going to get freaking ripped. Yeah. I remember I used to get these protein bars by this guy, J Rob. And they were, they were good ingredients. They're probably, he's probably still around. They were good ingredients, but it was called J Robs and it had a picture of him with like a black t-shirt, but it just felt, oh. <laughs> like, is, is this good? You know, like it's J Rob. Like what is this versus, you know, a metrics bar. His was technically better, but the name just made me think mm. it was too. Just like some guy in, you know, in Van Nuys. Like in his, uh, <laughs> hey, leave garage. Van Nuys out of this. I mean, it's a great place to be. It's a lot it's of a fit people out in Van Great Nuys. place to be, yeah. Uh, real quick, how is everything with Poncho? Oh, little Poncho. He's doing good. He has a little skin infection. Um, so we're dealing with that. And But him and Charlie to, are buddies. Did he have to put a cone on for that? No, thankfully not. Uh, it didn't get that bad. Um, but he's on antibiotics and his little, his eye is like swollen a little bit. So I think he'd got, he's, he's also a puppy and he's very clumsy. And so like he keeps running into our our little table and when he gets so excited, when you get him his food, he runs into his crate, but sometimes the crate door is shut. (laughs) Just run right into the crate. So he hasn't learned, you know, look before you leap. And, but he, so he's kind of, beat up right now. He looks a little ragged, but he's doing really well and he's very cute and uh he knows how to shake. He knows how to sit, stay, shake. I can't get him to lay down to save my life, uh but we'll get there. <laughs> you may have to up the treat game for him cuz yeah. I know that Charlie's just an ice guy, but Poncho Sounds pretty food motivated. He does, but I will say I gave them both a little ice tray today and it was, Poncho was like in heaven and he was occupied for a solid 40 minutes, like trying to get all the ice out. They're like the little plastic ice trays from Ikea. 
Hmm. And we just happened to have some. And when we realized Charlie was a, a ice guy, use them for him. Now little Poncho, he's eating them up too. Oh, that's cute. But he's losing all his little baby teeth. It's he's oh. a little he's <laughs> he's a little he's a mess, but yeah. he's cute. Yeah, they look like little gremlins for a while, and then they, and then they then they turn into the big boy dogs, and they look great. Um, I know he does. I call him Dobby sometimes because he looks like the Harry Potter Dobby guy. Uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he actually talks like that too when he talks. You know, does. Does Dobby come back in or do they write him out of the movies? He's in all the books. He's oh like yeah. He's in the, important. he's in the movies and you know, he dies. Oh, yeah. Cause he, he dies. dies. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler, Does but you know, Voldemort smoke him or something. No, who kills him? No, they bury him. It's like a big deal. Like Harry buries him and he's all sad. Yeah. It's like on he the beach, her. but I can't remember what causes it. I'm, I think it is somebody maybe kills he's, him and then he like, uh, uh, no, it's like they're, they're, they have to like jump. They have to like um, teleport around or whatever. Yeah. He saves their ass, but he kind of dies in the process and that it, they, and he ends up being dead. I think when they get to wherever they're going, we're about to watch, I think the Apparate. one he dies in and cause we've been watching Jason's never seen them. So we're, we've been watching them and I think it's in the, the last, the first one of the last two. So the seventh. Deathly Hollows part one. Yeah. I think that, I think he dies in that one. Mm, mm, sad. I like the character. I mean, Stone and I read the books. We read all the books and he's a real lovable character. Yeah. Uh, well, shit on that note. Um, <laughs> I mean, we almost ended this podcast 20 times, but let's do it. Uh, thank you to everybody that contributed with your questions. Yes. Keep the questions coming again. That's ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Social media is at the dumbbells across all the socials. We want to hear from you guys. We love hearing from you guys. We're honored to hear from you guys and we'll try to answer your questions. Uh, on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, we are the dumbbells and all our wonderful question contributors today. We'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty Eat clean and live in between. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.